Hello fellow riders, this is your host Rusty James. It is Thursday, April 4th, 2019, and this is the ride. Hey, I'm excited to be with you today because that's what we're about. We're about being with one another. Rooted in love. Am I right? That implies that we're growing, right? If we're rooted, it's a, we are a thing that's growing. God helped get us through yesterday. Now we face today. Let's not worry about tomorrow. Let's concern ourselves with what's before us today. But it's good knowing that we're rooted in the love of Christ. I was reading Ephesians three, I think it is. We're going to go there in a minute. So if you've got the word of God at your side, Ephesians three, and I really find it an honor to be able to pray with you at times as we go through our ride. I don't consider it lightly. It's not just something you do. I feel that there is real power when we're united and rooted together in the love of Christ. And obviously, we're touching heaven when we're coming before our king. And so, you know, the foundations of the earth can shake when you touch heaven. And while I was reading Ephesians 3, Paul decides to pray for me and you. And we're going to read this passage, and I'm going to pray it over all of us, because I don't consider it lightly. So Ephesians 3, let's get to verse 14. Okay, I want you to have your Bible open to that point, but I would like it if you don't follow along reading. I like to pray over you. So I know it's kind of a a state of being humbled a little bit, maybe, I don't know. But remember, we're coming together as the body of Christ, and we're going to just touch heaven right now. But I want you to hear, maybe I want you to hear more than see the words, okay? So let's just quiet our hearts and hear what the Word of God is saying to us right now. For this reason I kneel before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth derives its name. I pray out of his glorious riches that he may strengthen you with power through his Spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ. And to know this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, 
forever and ever. Amen. So the thing that caught my heart when I was looking through that today was that this love of Christ surpasses our knowledge. And Paul here is praying for us all that we would be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. And I wonder about when we're asking things that seem rather bold. I mean, that's that's pretty bold. I want to have everything you've got for me, God. When I was younger, I would read certain passages and think, man, that's just a really bold or strong statement. I don't know if I could believe for that. That's just for those people that have arrived. You know, those people that run Bible studies and, you know, those kind of people, those very perfect people. But we know there is no such thing as perfect people. The only perfect people are the imaginary ideal in the minds of people who think they're perfect. But it's not real. It's it's a fiction, a vapor. God's called us to be real while we're imperfect. But we can read scripture and see these bold challenges, bold commands, bold requirements, and we can dismiss them at times and say, well, that's for someone who's more advanced than me. Didn't Paul just pray that we would be filled with the fullness of God? That means you and I are capable of doing way beyond what we would think. So read Ephesians 1 through 4. Well, hey, just read Ephesians. <laughs> There's some real encouragement there that we are saved by grace through faith. That means we take a step of faith and then we accept the grace that God has for us as we become a new creation. And old ways of thinking can fade away. I'm in a point in my life where I need to break away from some old ways of thinking. I find it's very constricting. And it was ways that I thought were the appropriate way to be. And yet, it keeps me from the fullness of God, truly. If we were honest... And I'd like to believe that we are. We can all say there's areas of our life that we haven't given over to God, the giver of life. And so we're holding on to certain areas of this counterfeit life that really do us no good. I don't want the counterfeit. I think I've mentioned before that, I'm sure I mentioned before, that the world has so many counterfeits, so many ways to keep us. I wasn't sure what word to use there, but I think that's exactly it. The world has ways that keep us. Thank you, Lord. That was, that's a good picture because what, what are you doing when you keep something? The world is keeping us. God's called us, but in many ways the world is keeping us. That means the world is, you know, feeding us, 
protecting us with a shelter over our head. But if we're not careful, that keeping is a prison. You know, I can keep chickens in a coop. The world is keeping us satisfied with a status quo that God never intended. The disciples could have said, Eh, Jesus, you know, I know you called us, but I think we're pretty cool just hanging out at the waterside catching fish or doing our tax collecting or being a physician. I think Luke was a physician. We've, we've got our own thing kind of going pretty strong. I mean, we're being kept in a place of comfort. And maybe, Jesus, why don't you go off and change the world? Uh, you don't need me. And isn't that how we think sometimes? Uh, you know, I don't want to really dedicate, you know, that means I'm going to become like a Mother Teresa or some kind of a, a monk or something. I don't know what we think. Somehow we think that the extreme life of a Christian requires giving up of a, the desires of our heart. But God wants to fulfill the desires of your heart while you're following him. In fact, I believe it's clear in scripture that God fuels the desires in your heart to follow him. And as we take steps of faith in doing that, it really opens up potential an opportunity for there to be greater and greater desires met in your life. Things that you would have never known would fuel you. So we have these areas where we're kept. I need to break out of the keep mentality. You can't keep me down, world. You can't keep me from taking one more step with my God. You aren't keeping me down devil might have things that would attract me but you're not going to keep me in a place not for long you know I think there's a a picture here that I think it's got distorted through the years you know and I I imagine people who don't know the Lord look at it, the life of a Christian and and the Word of God and I was just thinking about this yesterday in fact how some people may view the Word of God, not with reverence, but with scorn and disdain. And of course, it's because they don't understand it. They, they're not, they don't have the Spirit of God in their life to help illuminate the truth of the Word and, and the power of the Word. And it's always been amazing to me, and it's because I've grown up knowing the Word, it's, but it's been amazing to me how it's viewed from the outside. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think some people believe that, you know, if I were to tell them I'm a Christian, they would click into this idea that, oh, you're one of those people, you, um, you're very, oh, I don't know, you know, you're, you don't have, you're not a fun-loving person, you're, you're very strict, and, and all this kind of stuff. And, and, Everybody's going to have a different view, so I guess I shouldn't stereotype the unbeliever's view of a Christian, but I envision that people view us much different than, than I view us. The truth is, there's not a whole lot different between an unbeliever and a believer, except for in 
a key fact that we're aware of our need for Savior and we've accepted said Savior. Obviously, we have we've been made into a new creation. So, I mean, there's that. But the point is, is that we're walking our days on this earth just like the unbeliever is. But I find it fascinating because I'm viewing how we're portrayed and how we're viewed as really confined and uh, constricted and, you know, almost like being kept like you you have to do you have to do all the right things and and uh you know you can't you can't do anything that's fun and it's unfortunate that that's the view but what i'm realizing is that as one who follows christ i am more empowered to not be kept down this is the difference that i see is as a christian I'm aware of my position. And one who doesn't have this revelation is not aware of their position, but they're being kept and they don't know it. And that's why I want to encourage all of us to share the, the beautiful gospel, to let people know that there is freedom from the thing they don't even know they're trapped in. There is freedom in Christ. And as I make my way to work today, I make decisions every moment of the day. And today, I'm going to make some decisions that aren't based on the world's rules. I'm going to make some decisions that are based in what I believe God has done, which has filled me with His incredible power and His love, capacity, to reach out into any life that I come into contact with today. Nothing is going to keep me from sharing the love of God today. And I'm kind of looking forward to what this is going to do. So Paul encouraged me. I'm hoping that I'm encouraging you to do something different today. Don't be kept. Be a wild man. Be a wild woman. Be like John the Baptist. Go to your local Walgreens and buy a package of locusts if you if you need to, just to get that wild in you. Lord, I want to operate in ways that glorify your name. And I'll admit there's been times that I've been living a life very much restrained, either by my own limited thinking or by the conventions of a world that does not align itself with your word. Today I want to align myself all the more with your word, and that means I'm operating in the fullness of Christ, and I'm shaking down walls that are barriers, and I'm rattling the cages of the keep, and I'm yelling to the people on the other side, there's a way that you can find freedom in Christ. And it's not what you think. It's not just rules and regulations, but it's accepting the grace that God has given, the desire that God has called each and every person within the sound of this voice into new levels 
of freedom and victory. Lord, I pray victory on the lives of those on this podcast right now. And I pray victory over the lives of everyone impacted by this word. Lord, I thank you that you have given us the fullness to break free of the keep. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, I'm feeling pretty empowered today as I drive behind a monster energy drink truck. Makes me feel like I got some energy and some monster wildness in me. I think the devil didn't want me to know what that Ephesians 3 had to say. Because I think I'm empowered today. And I know you are too. Alright, well you stay in that word and you read all of Ephesians. Make some time today, read the whole thing. It will bless you. Live in peace and pray for those who persecute you. And the fullness of God can be in your life. The way to activate it is to just receive it. Lord, we receive it today. The fullness of what you have for us. We'll worry about tomorrow, tomorrow. Today is right at our feet. And Lord, you're going to help us conquer it and be victors. And I think that's a great thing. So with that, I will see you on the flip.